This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in here to another edition of Long Toss in here on this Sunday, July 9th. Uh, one game here until the All-Star break. Steven Strom, Kyle Seeloff, Gabby Sanchez. Great to have everyone aboard here. I'm feeling a little bit emotional right now, guys. I don't know. I'm not going to be able to see you guys for the next couple of days. I know you guys are going to miss me a lot. How are we doing here on a Sunday morning? I'm doing very good. I'm ready for the All-Star break, and I'll see you next uh, Thursday. <laughs> I'm with Kyle on this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. You're I'm emotional, ready. Stephen. But, well, don't uh, you get into, like, a routine, though, of just, like, you know, is it kind of going to be weird not seeing me, Kyle? No, sir. No? I think we've seen each other every day since March 30th, basically, so... It's Don't take be, it personally. I'm all set for a nice. few days, and I'm, yeah. I'll be happy to see everybody again on Thursday. I'll you send you anything? some pics from Key West. You're you, not going to Key West. Or, you actually have no idea where you're I'm going. I'm going to Isla Moralda. Morald, uh, Oopsies. 0 for 2. Yeah, was now, the good thing is if you hit 300 in the big leagues, and you're, if you can successfully get this right three out of Hold the on. next. I'm going to look up pronunciation. Eight times, you might be going to the Hall of Fame. Pronunciation. Are you doing anything, Kyle? You going? Uh, no, not really. I'm just hanging out. You're just hanging out? Yeah. You and the cat? Yes. Spend, yes. Some, oh, okay. spend some time. Is La... Nope. No, Mr. sir. 0 for 3. <laughs> Is La Morada. No, sir. 0 for 5. <laughs> go ahead, then. Go Isla ahead. Tell me the f- Isla Morada. Isla Morada. There you yes, go. Yes, sir. All right. Finally. So, so that's uh, 1 for 6. Yeesh. Whatever. That's rough. Yeah. That wasn't great, but we do. I I do hope you have a fabulous time down there and you're able to catch a few rays. Um, All right, so this is a big game here today. Let's do some baseball, and then let's kind of chat here. But we'll start with some baseball because this is a big-time series here. It's an early big-time series with the Philadelphia Phillies. Has it felt like the playoff kind of series that we built it up to be? I say no. I think it's the beginning of July. The Marlins are playing great baseball. Your divisional rival is coming into town. They are at this juncture of the season with a lot of baseball left, two and a half games behind you in the National League wild card race. I think it's a storyline. You know, I, I think we create the storyline, but, you know, to those guys on the field, and Gabby would be able to attest to this more than I can, but, you know, it's another game and you got to go out there and you got to try to win. But, you know, the Marlins win yesterday. They've wrapped up another winning week, re- regardless of what happens today. Yeah. And they have done that now since May 8th, the week of May 8th through today. We're doing this on July 9th, obviously. They have not had a losing week in more than two months. So yep. it's, a, it's a nice, it's a, it's a good series. This would be a great series to win. But I don't know, Gabby, when, when does the playoff feel set in? You know, you know here's the thing. On that field when you're playing, you know that you're playing against the Phillies. You're playing against a division rival. And you know that they've been playing really good baseball, too. So if you don't think that everybody in that clubhouse, everybody in that dugout understands what that Phillies team is doing and how they've been playing, especially in June and as of late, they just went to Tampa. They swept them. So you're going out there and you're like, yeah, we want to beat these guys. One, you want to beat them because they're in your division. Two, you want to beat them because you want to stay on top. You want to show them, hey, 
we're the real deal. You know, like we we're going out there and we have a good team. We're going to play and we're going to continue to push. Losing that first game in the ninth inning, that could have been a huge dagger for yep. that yep. team. Yep. And that bounce back game yesterday, coming back, winning it, having the same situation show up in that ninth inning where you're up by two. Same exact same thing, exact score, facing the yes. same yep. guys. You're thinking this could go sideways real quick. They had amnesia, got it out quick. Puck gets on the mound, gets the save. It's not a huge thing, but that's a huge win. You know, that's huge confidence boost. You want to go into the all-star break on a high. So I I do feel like a lot of times – you know, in at the end of the season or during the All-Star break, you know, if you're down 10 games, you're going into the All-Star break going, let's just get through this game, go on vacation, and we're out of here. And when you're on this time, they, remember, Marlins haven't been here in a long time where they're up this many games and they're in the position that they're at. That team wants to end winning this series against the Phillies. I guarantee you that. This is not a let's hurry up so we can get to the All-Star break. No, this let's is, finish. Let's go out there yep. and finish this, you know, first half technically and and then have a really nice all-star break. Great point. And I think another thing, Gabby and Kyle, I want you guys just, I guess, to react to this. The big thing that the Marlins have avoided this first half is that long losing streak. Their longest losing streak was five in this first half. And you look at some other teams down here, and it's an extreme example, but Oakland has lost 11 in a row in that first half. Chicago's lost 10 in a row. Uh, The Tigers have lost nine. Cardinals has lost eight in a row. The Mets have lost seven in a row. The point is the Marlins have done a really good job like you said, Gabby, of responding and not letting things bleed. Yeah, I mean, what they do is they haven't let things kind of get out of control. Right. That snowball effect where one loss leads to the next leads to the next. Uh, you, t- you even talk about the five, but it's not like they were playing bad baseball in those five. They were playing good baseball. They just got beat, and that's going to happen in this game. And then they were able to turn that five into a couple different long winning streaks And that happened as in well. May. That was May right. 2nd to that the 6th. May- <laughs> and then, then they turned it into a long winning streak where they won four and five in a row. So the team has done really good at responding whenever they do have kind of like these losing streaks to be able to get, you know, on on a nice little winning streak after it. So it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to watch this team kind of respond and go out there and continue to just play. They've had guys that have been hurt, guys who are big in their lineup get hurt, and the next man up mentality, guys come up and has done the job. You look at, you know, Dane Myers, He's look at come the up. Plethora of guys like, that have stepped up. Jonathan Davis, I know, went down, but he stepped he up in stepped a big up. way. I mean, you're, you're talking about losing a guy like Jazz Chisholm, and he makes this team better when he's on the field. Unfortunately, he's been hurt a couple times, but you still need to be able to respond. Still have that next guy up. They've been able to do it. It's been fun to watch. Kyle, was there has there been a moment for you this year in this first half where you thought, okay, this team has something here. We've got something. We've got a chance here to not only be over 500, but we've got a chance here to make the playoffs. Oh, man, there's been so many moments. The, the one that most recently comes to mind where I'm like, 
Toledo. They catch every break or, you know, it's like the the near Eugenio Suarez Grand Slam or whatever it was in Seattle. And like you rob, you know, it's like that that ball's two inches further over the glove of Sanchez. You know, the Mariners are taking the like and you're getting swept, you know, like Solaire hits the massive walk off here against Hunter Harvey. You know, it's such they've done things on multiple occasions in such improbable fashion. You're like, man, you start you know, to believe maybe, there's yeah, something here. It, right. right. And, you know, not just us, obviously, but I think more, most importantly, those guys down there. I think when those moments happen, you start to believe like, whoa, like, you know, it's 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 not just happening once a month. Like it's happening with more regularity than many teams probably believe it should. And that goes a long way. Kyle, you know, which one said it for me? Hmm. Like it was just kind of that cherry on top. That St. Louis game with Hicks on the mound. Yeah, mm. I know it's like that. Those are games. Break. Those are games that the Marlins never. It, it, it was, was the other way around. It was the other way around. It was the Marlins were winning, and then all of a sudden, like they made the error, and the other team ends up coming in to score. This year, it just seems like there's something in the air where whenever the ball is going, it's bouncing the Marlins' way. It's not like they're playing kind of they're, they're playing really good baseball fundamental baseball they have you know the coaching staff that is helping them out and they're just catching the breaks as well because they're putting balls in play Correct. they're not striking out Correct. they're doing the little things right and when you do that you're going to catch those breaks and that is what's been different with this team than any other team that we have covered i think that's what's important to note that throughout the course of seasons, teams will have an element of luck. But luck doesn't happen unless you're putting in the work and the process in order to put yourself in a position for something wonky like Jordan Hicks to throw the ball away to happen. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm blanking on other instances. But you have to put yourself in a position to get lucky. And I, it, we, it feels like we do this every Sunday. But to me, this all comes back to Skip Schumacher. And I, I understand that the players deserve a ton of credit down there. And obviously, they're the ones, and Skip says this, they're the ones between the lines. They have to perform. But there was a culture and there was a tone set months ago that good things are going to happen if you put in the necessary work in the processes to put yourself in a particular position. So to Gabby's point, you know, with the Hicks thing, because that's, you know, that's recency bias right now. If you don't put the ball in play and you strike out three times, the game is over, you blow the game and it's over and you go home. And that's kind of how things start to spiral. But, you know, they don't. They, they, they're resilient. They've been very resilient. I think resilient is also a product of hard work. Mm -hmm. You know, luck, resiliency, all of those kind of catchphrases you want to use, it has to start somewhere. I think it starts with skipping his staff. Also think you create your own luck too, Kyle. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Like if you, you're not going to get lucky if you're not putting the ball in play and you don't have guys on base to put yourself in a position to get lucky. But that doesn't, you, you know, like here's a perfect example. Does Jesus Sanchez get kind of lucky and make that catch in Seattle? Yes, but literally a second before John Jay put him in that position right. to get back to the wall and make the play. Like that's the little things that puts you in a position where it's like, holy cow, how did the Marlins get so lucky in Seattle not to blow that game and Jesus Sanchez robs a grand slam? Well, if he was five steps in, he's not getting back there. That's a that's grand great, slam. Great point. So you, you, you create like an element of being a resilient ball club and that narrative attaching to you in a ball club that's gotten lucky this season because of the work that goes in before the ball game. Love the point about making contact because I remember earlier in the year, there's been a lot of people complaining about the double plays. And you looked at me and said, what do you want me to do? You want me to strike out? You got to put the play, uh, ball in play. They've done that this year and the position with Hicks. 
Joey Wendell strikes out. We're not talking about Hicks right. throwing the ball over the head. I thought it was a great point by you. Yeah, it's one of those double-edged swords, right? If you put the ball in play, you have a lot more chances to hit into double plays because you have guys on. And then you can't get mad when they do that. Was it fun to watch last year? No. No, it was terrible to watch last year because every single time they got up, it's like, well, they didn't hit into double plays. Yeah, but they struck out 14, 15 times a game. Sleep. I mean, you couldn't, you can't win when you're not putting the ball in play. You have a chance to win when you are. So that's why I don't mind that the team hits into double plays because more often than not, actually good things happen. You put the ball in play, good things are going to happen, and that's been stressed. And we talk about, too, the hard work that goes in every single day. We We go out there. We see the outfielders taking the ground balls, doing their early work every single day. This is not what you used to see where maybe once a week they go out there and they do some type of drill. No, every day they're working on something to get better. There's a reason why this team is where it's at. It's the hard work and preparation that goes in prior to the game. And you create your own luck. And then you create your own luck because of that hard work that you're putting in. And it helps that your best player or at least your best hitter and Luis Arise is that guy. And I think he's led by example in a lot of ways. And that's not to discredit anyone. Everyone has their certain work ethic, but I couldn't agree more. Last game here before the All-Star break, we've got two All-Stars headed to Seattle, Jorge Soler and Luis Arise. Uh, Gabby, I did want to talk to you about this as a former player. You know, what did you do as uh, a player? I know you made it in 2011, but when you didn't make it, what was that time for you at the All-Star break? Oh, man, it was just to get away. You know, we would go to the Bahamas different times just to get just your mindset kind of away from baseball for a little bit. Wouldn't talk about it. Don't talk about it. I mean, you would. You'd go and watch the Home Run Derby and stuff like that. You would still kind of be a part and, and kind of root for your guy that was there. But you just you want to get away. You want to kind of unplug from the game for a little bit. But what's funny, though, is that when you were doing well – you didn't want you didn't that want to stop, right, right. You know, like you were like, you know what? I'm going to go take some swings. You know, I had a tee in, a, like in the backyard, and, and I would go and I would keep my swing, especially if I felt good. But if things were kind of like, you know what? I'm getting tired. That body is getting kind of beat up. I played every single game. Sometimes it's good to just get away, unwind, let that mind be free, get yourself away from the ballpark. And then you come back, you feel fresh, you feel ready to go. A lot of these guys, that's what's going to be. It's family time. You're away from your family a whole bunch, especially the ones who have kids, the ones who have wives. You're away yep. the whole entire time. You're on the road. You're doing other things. You're at the ballpark from 1.30 until 11 o'clock at night. You're basically just getting home to go to bed, waking up in the morning to go back out the door. So it's time to you know catch up with the kids and, and be a dad or be a husband, be a boyfriend, whatever it might be. Last one before we go here. We've got Twitter spaces, Long Toss and Steven Strom, Kyle Seeloff, Gabby Sanchez. Let's do our favorite moment of oh. the first half. I will do mine. I will never forget the Chicago game where we – or I'm sorry. Am I allowed to say we or no? Let's yeah. just call yeah, it. Can I say we? The, the same person that's cutting your checks, cutting okay. theirs, brother. <laughs> when we were down 5-1 to one in Chicago, headed into the eighth inning, the Marlins played two, and then with the GoPro on, and De La Cruz 
knocks in an RBI. Me and Kelly high five. Your call was incredible. Just stunned the White Sox to win six to five. I think it was in June. I think it was June twelfth, something like that. That was my favorite exhilarating take two out of three off to Seattle. That was my favorite moment of this season. I mean, there's there's too many. Almost an unfair question. Of, yeah, it's, it really it's been is. such a nice year. I, I'm going to go with one. It's an individual one, which I hate doing because I do like the team kind of aspect of games. But it took 30 years for this to happen. Yeah. And it's, the, mine. And it's the Luis Arise cycle. I, 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 it, when we witnessed that game and yeah. the way that it happened – we were there and we were in it. We were in, like, we were hoping that he would get that next AB and they were able to hit around to get him to that next AB. And we're sitting here and all of a sudden, boom, it happens. And we got to actually be at the game and witness it. Yep. It, that was cool. I'll wrap us up. Uh, well, I'm, I, I agree with the rise. I really do. Um, That's why I went first. Cause I thought he would go with the rise too. <laughs> I might have to say it's Sanchez robbing a grand slam. Yeah, that, that was cool. Awesome. That's unreal that to cool. do that. In and the circumstance, and it was 4 so nothing, and that would have tied the game. And remember, that was to salvage the yeah, series. Yeah, salvage the series. Yeah, they were going to get swept. Yeah. Yeah, that was a cool one, too. All right, good stuff, everyone. Enjoy your Enjoy the break. break. We'll talk to everyone next Sunday here on Long Tossin. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.